Hey there, welcome to Jesus Talks with Wrangler Pollard. Hey, I'm very expectant of this episode. Um, just in in this podcast, we're going to talk about Jesus, evangelize, t- talk about spreading the word of God, our prayer lives, and maybe even a few messages along the way. So you're going to enjoy this. Now let's t- get into today's episode. How is everybody today? My name is Wrangler, and I'm so excited to just be recording this today. And hopefully, I'll get it by the weekend. I'm actually recording this on a Wednesday, but hopefully, y'all get it by the weekend. But I'm just so excited to be bringing a word today, a timely word today. And just basically, it's on the topic of anxiety. I'm, I'm titling this today When Anxiety Attacks. So I think during, I almost dropped my stuff, I think during this quarantine, during what we've been experiencing these past 20 or so weeks has just caused anxiety in our lives. And when anxiety attacks, we need to know what to do. So we, we we don't just need when anxiety attacks to go rely on that medication, we need we need to rely on the real medication, which is the Word of God. So today, um, I'm gonna just I'm having a sermon on the topic of anxiety. Got my motion journal where I've written all my notes in it because I don't have a brain. I can't remember things like some of y'all can. Um, but 21 days of prayer is starting this Sunday. So tomorrow, if I got this out on Saturday. Sunday, August 2nd, 2020, starts 21 days of prayer. It's going to be a blast. You're going to love it. Um, But normally it's 21 days of prayer, just not much. In in January we do our fasting. But with this year, Pastor Chris has decided it's probably best if we do fast. So if you want to, I know I am going to, we're going to fast for 21 days. It's the best thing to do. Now, before we get in the Word, I just want to show you something, something I'm going to do for 21 Days of Prayer. So the prayer service is every morning at 6 in the morning. You're going to love waking up that early. Um, but what I'm doing, Pastor Mark did it in January, and I was just like, I love this idea. So it's writing your journal, 21 days. So I put 2020 August. And so on one side, you'll put trash, and one side, you'll put a shopping cart. So over here, when 21 days starts, um, in the shopping bag, around it, I'm going to write what I need to do more. So I need to read the one-year Bible every day. I need to worship more. And in this trash, I need to, for instance, today, I will write anxiety right there. Because we all know anxiety is not a good thing. We do not need anxiety in our lives. Now, if the mic seems kind of wobbly today it's it's better than what you would listen to if i did not have this mic pack on so you'll hear a little moving around but it will be all right it's actually apple headphones you already know (laughs) anyways i just want to get into this timely word today and it's uh like i said the title is when anxiety attacks and i just think we need to start it off big start it back start it off amazing but I'm, I'm going to do other verses other than in Proverbs, but today's going to be mostly a lot in Proverbs. But um, without further ado, I'd love to get started. So, 
sometimes in our life we struggle. We're like, well, our schedules are busy or, well, we can't go to this party because we've already told this friend that we're hanging out with them. And it just builds up a lot of anxiety because you never know what that other person's going to say. Or maybe during this quarantine when you wanted to be with your friends and you can't because you had to socially distance, that just creates a pile of anxiety too when you're lonely. And it just sucks. So today I feel like this is a, like I said, timely word. Don't let me overuse that word today. But I just think it's very important for this time. Um, Psalm 138 verse 8 says, The Lord will vindicate me. Your love Lord, endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. Vindicate means clear. So the Lord will clear me. He will clear every disappointment I or that I've every time I've disappointed someone, every mistake I've made, the Lord will vindicate it for my life. He was clear. That's what he went on the cross to do. It says His your love, Lord, endures forever. His his love endures do not abandon the works of your hands. So today, He will vindicate us. And we do not need to abandon the works of His hands. And then going on to Psalm 139, it says, I wasn't planning on this, but I'm just looking at the Bible. I'm like, wow. Um, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you, Lord, know it completely. You hem me in behind and before me, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. So look, I wasn't, that's how powerful the Bible was. I wasn't even planning on that verse right there, but just looking down as you're reading on it, so amazing. I just love that word right there, and that no matter the circumstance, no matter what we go through, we can rely on that. Like, aren't you so happy that just the presence of God would just fulfill us? Aren't you so happy for that? Um, Now going to Proverbs. Um, Give me one second to get there. Um, I prefer reading out of my Bible than... Um, Reading out um, on my phone, I just feel like I can look at at, at it better. Um, and we're in Proverbs three. It says we're starting in verse five through six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to Him, and He will make your path straight. So, whatever path in our life may be crooked, the Lord will make it straight. So, whatever complication we're going through. Whatever um, trial you're going through, whatever decision you're having to make, the Lord will make your path straight if you just focus on Him. Come on. Come on, photographers out there. Come on, people, you know, teenagers nowadays. Come on, somebody. You got to get the camera focused, right? Because if you don't focus the camera, then it's just a big blur. That's the way it is with our lives and our relationship with Jesus. We need to focus or it'll be a big blur. Now, I got I got this right here. Come on, as long as you breathe, God will never leave. He'll make your path straight, and He will never leave you or forsake you. It says it in the Word. As long as you breathe, God 
will never leave. Now, moving on uh, to Proverbs twelve twenty five. See, I'm not the best at moving pages because I'll move too far, and then I move, and then in the end, you don't want to see that side of me. I'll get too frustrated. So, be patient with me, please. Um, twelve twenty five. It says, "Anxiety weighs down the heart, but a kind word cheers it up." So, like whatever is weighing us down, the weight on our shoulders. Maybe we're having to do something that we don't want to or do something that we would rather not. Like taking care of somebody who is sick, we may want not we may not want to do that or we may want to do that because it benefits them, but we would rather them not be sick. So anxiety weighs down the heart. So there's a lot of things that weigh down our shoulders. We could love, like I say, caring for that person, but you would rather them not be sick because that just puts a weight off your shoulders when they're not sick. It doesn't mean don't care for them. It's just it helps. You know, you know what I mean. But a kind word cheers it up. So whatever may be on your shoulders, maybe you're having a bad day at work, but when a coworker comes up to you and they say, hey, you got this, man. You are going to rule the world. You are perfect just the way you are. That just cheers you up, right? And so, um, when anxiety attacks, I got different uh, points. I got five of them. And so, when anxiety attacks, number one, remember. These are the things when you remember when anxiety attacks. Number one. The life you have been given is bigger than the fight has been driven towards you. So the life you have been given is bigger than the fight that is being driven towards you. I think that is very important to remember. Especially when you don't know what life you're living like. It's such chaos. Like you don't know where it is going. I think that is very important to know. And um and Peter Peter three fourteen first Peter three fourteen let me get it there I already I'm already in Peter just gotta get it to the here I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to scan a little faster for you Peter all right here we go three fourteen Peter Peter three fourteen it says. But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. So, do not be, fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But even if you should suffer for what's right, you're blessed. Now, hey, I don't know about that, but that is moving to me. And a lot of verses, like, shout out, Pat Kimes, Hottest Listen, 252-255. Two, Pat Tallis, Pat Sago. Anyways, Pat told us that that we need to break down Bible verses. So look, he showed me this Bible verse that I'm like, I didn't even know existed. And when I look at it, I would stare at it 25 minutes. He said, just stare at it, try to think. I couldn't find no spiritual revelation in it. That's when we're putting it all together. But when I when he showed us, do it word for word. You add it all up, and it becomes a revelation. 
You feel the presence of God in it. So, so when we're breaking down our words, you break that down. It says, but even if you should suffer, but even if we do suffer, for what is right? For what is right? You are blessed. You are blessed. Come on, somebody. You are blessed. So when anxiety attacks, number two, remember, the Bible is your revival. So whatever battle we may go through, and we may fail at that battle, or we may lose, or we may run out of life, or all my Minecraft users, we will run out of hearts. Fortnite users, we will run out of HP. Um... I don't play either. <laughs> um, but, but you know, there's things in the games that we can use to revive ourselves. So, in, just like that in life, the Bible is our revival. So, whatever trub, troubled waters we go through, if we have that word and if we use God, it is our revival. We will revive. So amazing. Number three. Sometimes we need to be awoken so we can hear what's spoken. Sometimes we need to be awakened from our deep sleep so that we can keep the words that God has planned for us. God is saying all these things and we're just like telling all our friends, well, God isn't answering my prayers. I'm having trouble. God is not listening to me. But in reality, we are not awoken so we can't hear what's spoken from God. So, so, so good. Because we're really being spoken to, but we can't hear what's spoken if we're not awoken. And a lot of times, life is like that. We don't listen. We have troubles. And we just assume, oh, it's all God. God does not want me. God is not listening. God just don't care for me. And that's not the reality. And now... Numbers uh, in Matthew 6, it says, 6, 25, verses 25 through 40, 25 through 34. It says, Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers on the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yeah, I tell you that. Not even Solomon in his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothed the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, he will not, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things and your heavenly father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. 
God can always fix up a mix-up, everybody. That's number four. God can always fix up a mix-up. So when we're not getting things right in life, God can fix up a mix-up, everybody. Come on. Send a text to a friend today and say, God can fix fix up your mix-up. Now, I'm going to stay. I'm going to go back. We're going to go. Back to the Old Testament in Jeremiah. I know it's a lot of Bible verses, a little much for me. Which, there's no such thing as enough Bible. But, me flipping through. Taking half up our, up half of our time here today. Um, but, it, Jeremiah 17, 7-8. Y'all, some of y'all are just, y'all are not... Y'all are not preachers, but you're professional Bible flippers. Come on, somebody. I'm not a preacher or a Bible flipper. Uh, it takes me a little bit to find my my place. <laughs> Y'all bear with me. Look, I will never be able to be a pastor if I cannot do this. All right, 17, 7 through 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that seeds out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worry in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. So today, um, I, I want to I inspire you, alright? So, listen to this. So, earlier when this coronavirus stuff happened... Pastor Chris and them, they made this thing. It's an organization called Unite 714. And every day at 714, we would pray. And Second Chronicles 714, is, that's why it's called Unite 714. It says, humble yourselves. And it just says, the you know, the Lord will heal our land. So... I believe today that the Lord will heal our land. And I got a story out of that, too. I love Second Chronicles. It's got such a um, passion in it. Uh, um, so, there's great king in there. In the, in, in the book of Second Chronicles, you'll hear about, if you read the whole thing, I haven't, just saying, but... Um, I've read bits and pieces of it, and I'll tell you that God moves in. It's amazing. I love Second Chronicles. And in it, there's this great king named Jehoshaphat. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. Jehoshaphat. That's a great name. That's all I got to say. That's even better than Wrangler, but Jehoshaphat. He was an anxious man. I mean, what are we talking about? Anxiety. Jehoshaphat was an anxious man. In in the end of 2 Chronicles 19, he says, Act with courage, and may the Lord be with those who do well. So, alright. So, Jehoshaphat is struggling. He's He's having wars, battles. I'm about, to, I'm about to give you the story. But he says, Act with courage and may the Lord be with those who do well. 
chapter 20. And we'll read some of it. It says, After this, the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the Meunites came to wage war against Jehoshaphat. Some people came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army is coming against you from Edom, the other side of the Dead Sea. It is already in the Hazian Tamar. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. Then Jehoshaphat stood up in the in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in front of the new courtyard and said, Lord, the God of our ancestors, are you not the God who is in heaven? You rule over all the kingdoms of the nations. Power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. Our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? They have lived in it and have built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment or plague of famine, we will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in your distress, and you will hear us and save us. But now here are men, men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whose territory you would not allow on Israel to invade when they came from Egypt. So they turned away from them and did not destroy them. See how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of the possession you gave us as an inheritance? Our God, we will, will you not judge them? For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. All the men of Judah with their wives and children and little ones stood there before the Lord. So today I encourage you, you know, Jehoshaphat, he was going through this war. They were struggling in Judah. But they looked, all the wives, the husbands, the children went behind the Lord. And you know what? They 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 prayed. They, they prayed. It says, he made mistakes, but he was re- respectful and loved God. And I like to say it right here, all jokes aside, the royal was being loyal, everybody. Come on, somebody. The loyal was being royal, or the royal was being loyal. Jehoshaphat prayed. Word says he hurried to the place of prayer. Some of us, we don't hurry to the place of prayer. I know I struggle with it. Sometimes I get too lazy about praying. But it says right here, Jehoshaphat hurried to the place of prayer. Jehoshaphat did this. He looked back at all God had done from him. Not what was going on with him, not what was going on with the war around Judah, not any of that, not the people who did dislike him. He looked back and he looked at all God had done for him. Today, we need a revelation. Today, we need to look back at what all God has done for us. A lot of times, our fear is in what we hear. We listen to the news we, we, the world, it's crazy, and the news just makes it worse. So what we hear causes fear, and we let that enter into our lives. We get discouraged. We get hurt. We get broken. 
So today I encourage you, number five, when anxiety attacks, cross the line of fear because there is new wine in Jesus' name. Where there is new wine, there is new power. It says it in scripture. So today I pray that you would trust in the Lord, that you will come to Him with all of your praises and that you will worship Him. Come on. We must trust. We must trust. So today, I encourage you. Trust in the Lord. Cast your cares upon Him. Come on. Let Him make you a vessel. Regardless of what we've been through, let Him enter in. We must trust. We must. Anxiety attacks. We must cross the line of fear. Because of the new one. So today I encourage you that no matter what you're going through, trust in the Lord. Because we must trust. Come on. When anxiety attacks, we must trust. So today, I encourage you, trust the Lord with all your heart and soul. And He will enter in you.